Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thanks so much for joining us, and please subscribe to the show so you'll hear about all of our upcoming episodes and you can enter our latest golf product giveaway. Before we get started here, I did want to thank one of our supporting partners, Golf Genius Software, for helping bring you this episode. Golf Genius powers tournament management at over 10,000 private clubs, public courses, resorts, golf associations, and tours in over 60 countries. So if you're a golf professional or course operator who wants to save time, deliver exceptional golf experiences, and generate more revenue, check them out online at golfgenius.com. So on this episode, we're going to do something new. We're going to review and rate the best golf apps that are currently out there in the market. I have received a lot of listener feedback asking my opinion on which apps are the best. And although I've learned a ton about them through the previous episode conversations I've had with founders on several golf app startups, I am no expert. So I felt it best to bring in someone on the show who lives and breathes this space. So today, Jeremy Callahan, AKA The App Man, who is the co-founder and CTO at Golf BPM, is joining me to demystify and rate the top apps that are out there in the golf market. Jeremy was a senior application developer for IBM for several years before joining Golf BPM, so he certainly has the experience and insights to determine what separates great apps from the rest of the pack. So with that introduction, Jeremy, hey, thanks so much for joining me today and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Colin, and uh, thank you for the wonderful intro and a uh, big fan of what you do with the Mod Golf Podcast, so thanks for having me. Oh, I appreciate that, Jeremy. So you and I have been back and forth for a couple of months and thinking about, you know, how can we do something a little bit different here? And once I got to know you a little bit, once you reached out to me and said, this is a no-brainer here. I've wanted to do something like this for a while. We talked about originally we'll do best apps of 2021, but we're already in early 2022 and we're recording this. So it's just going to be the best apps out there. So we're going to do this in three categories. You're going to rate three apps in each category and we're going to go from there. So, hey, I'll tee it up for you. Jeremy, why don't you first talk about what the three categories are and then we'll uh, we'll dig into the first one here yeah so we basically broke it down like you said so the first category is going to be game improvement so these are apps that you can use to help you uh, hit a straighter shot help you think better the next category will be shot tracking which there's a lot of people out there that want advanced stats more than just their score or maybe how many putts they had in around where they can track their game a little bit better and then the final category, it's a little bit more than apps, but we're going to talk about it. It's the metaverse and augmented reality and virtual reality and where things are going. There's a lot of talk about that that people hear and they don't really know what it means. So we want to get people on board with that and some of the newer stuff that's out there. Love that. Love that. Because I, I am queued up here in a few weeks time to have an episode where we're going to be talking about the metaverse and how that relates to the golf industry. So I love the fact you're going to be setting a bit of a primer, a kind of a metaverse 101 for us here also. Okay. So let's start with teaching and game improvements. So you've looked at a lot of different apps here and you've shortlisted this down into three if you want the finalists here. And you're going to start with a couple of them and then you're going to lead up with which one you consider the best in the category. So yeah, tell us a little bit what your research and insights have told us about teaching and game improvement apps. Well, the biggest innovation, I guess, in the last year, and it's been a little bit more than a year, but this year we've really seen it come on board, is the artificial intelligence and the augmented reality. And basically what that means is you're going to film yourself hitting a golf shot and you're going to get instant feedback or feedback within about 30 seconds these days as far as how your swing looks. And I know everybody's listening, so I'll kind of paint a visual picture. 
Well, let me just say the first app. How about that? Right. Go for it. Yeah. The first app is Sparrow Golf and they've been out for quite a while. They've been talking about this app and it finally launched about three or four months ago. And what you do is you open the app, you put it about six or eight feet behind you at the right angle. They, they show you how to make the right angle. And then you swing your club and it records you. And then what it does is after you've done like three or four swings, it stitches them together and it puts these lines over your body. So from your knee to the top of your hip, it draws a line. And on each end of that line, it puts like a ball. And so with this, they've compared your swing to thousands and thousands of other golf swings. And they can determine that you're not bent enough at the hip or you're bent too much or you're standing too far away from the ball. And it's kind of neat that it shows your swing. What it ends up exporting to you is a video of your swing. And this video of your swing has all these breakpoints in it. So obviously where your starting position is, it'll draw the lines on you and it'll say, you're bent over too far, for instance. And then on the bottom of that app, it has a video of like a pro player. So you could you can do your side by side of like how a pro is bent over maybe versus how you are. And then you hit play on it and it goes to the next point to where you're pulling the club away, maybe about waist high. And it shows the angle of your club may be off or it may be right. It's all color coded. So it's red, it's green. And you click through your swing and you can see the various parts. And I can get into some of the the more challenging aspects of it as well, if you'd like me to do that. Yeah, sure. Well, it's one of the ones I've had a chance to use myself with Sparrow and Golf AI with yeah. Rod Hickey. Yeah, yeah. I had the chance to have him on the show, uh, gosh, I think about a year ago. So they were still very early on. I don't think they had a product in market quite yet. But I've used the Golf AI app. And what I like, and you touched on this already, is with the swing, it breaks it down into, into seven different positions of the swing, starting from takeaway to finish. One of the things I've always struggled with as a 16 handicapper is there's just so much information out there. It's like, how do you then find the one or two things that you can work on? And as we know, whether it's building websites or or coding apps, as you know, especially when you're doing diagnostics and troubleshooting, you need to change one thing. If you change more than one variable, you don't know which one worked and which one didn't. And the golf swing is the same and everybody struggles with that. So one thing I like about using golf AI is when they recorded me and the first thing he said where I was in the red zone was I still had a bit of a back reverse tilt. So then they suggest some lessons, two or three lessons that what you can do to right. improve that. And one was for me, imagine swinging in a barrel and I've done that. And something as simple as that is like, yeah. So rather than overloading me with all these things to do, it's like, this is your biggest problem point. Work on this first. And that's what I've done. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the other things that they've done. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Broderick and I call him Brody because he reached out to me a while back and we've golfed together and gone up to the range and we even looked at Sparrow together. And it's really cool because you were saying swing in a barrel. For me, it was on the takeaway, the angle the club was off. And so, like you said, there was some other stuff, but it's like until I kind of solve that problem and I don't even need to go worry about going on to the next one. I really like what they're doing with it. I still think it would be better if the feedback was like instant. So you could like see the swing and be like, oh, you're in the red on that one right away. Because you kind of have to film it, hit a few, wait for the video to come back, wait for the analysis to come through, Mm -hmm. and then do it again. These problems are all going to be solved with time and speed. And as the apps get better, you know, because these are just like the first releases of them. So as they get better and faster, you'll know, wow, I'm red right away. (laughs) Need to fix that. Need to watch the video lesson and go from there. 
Got it. Got it. So the second one, second app you have in this category is kind of similar in what they are trying to resolve for golfers. So why don't you tell us about that one that you're thinking of? Yeah, and that's Sportsbox. Just a little bit different with everything. It's more of a 3D rendering on the screen than it is a an actual video of you. But what I've noticed with Sportsbox, it's a little different, slightly different, is that it's showing you the angles of things. Right. So when you're taking the club away, it's actually showing the angle between your arm and your wrist. And so you can actually get a little bit more improvement in that category. And that's kind of the biggest difference I've noticed in that one right out of the gate. Whereas the other two, they're giving you a red line and you got to improve it. I think Sportsbox has the potential with the angles to really help players that are better, that are really fine-tuning stuff. People that are really trying to go from being like a three to a scratch golfer or something like that, monitoring launch angles and things. Right, right. So from what you can see with Sportsbox AIs compared to Sparrow right now, their data set or their data capture is more fine-grained that they're able to pick up, like you talk about the angle of your wrist and some other things rather than just, let's say, a dozen or so points on your body as you move through time. Yeah, I mean, that's right now that's what's within it right when you look at the user experience or what you're seeing in the app you're seeing all these numbers like 88 degrees negative 88 degrees i don't even know what that means i'm just saying that (laughs) (laughs) and and whereas sparrow is just more hey this is what you look like in the video this is what a pro player looks next to it and i don't know maybe maybe sparrow is going to do that with their video or with the angles and stuff like that but right now that's the biggest difference between the two right right well it seems with both of these apps in this category they're really democratizing the ability for the average golfer to have accessibility to this level of feedback and instruction. Because otherwise you'd have to go to whether it's TrackMan and TrackMans are like, what, $15,000, $20,000 a pop. And I know that's right. kind of even different what they're tracking, but it's quite expensive or even going for lessons where there is the technology. It eliminates a lot of the golfing population just because of the prohibitive cost of lessons because lessons at that level are not cheap on an hourly basis. So do you right. see that, that it, it's going to democratize the ability for uh, the 25 million golfers in the U.S. to have access to this type of feedback to improve yeah, their golf swings? Absolutely. I think everybody that's standing on the range and they're hooking the ball and they want to hit it or they're slicing and you start tinkering, you don't know what you're tinkering with. Yeah, And so it could be simple as what I was saying, your takeaway is all messed up from the beginning. And I think that there's some pushback from the teaching community on these, but I don't think there needs to be because once you start tinkering and you start tinkering with one of these apps, at some point you're going to get a lesson. You know, you're going to need a lesson. You're not going to understand like how your takeaway is or why you just still can't get over a hump. At some point you need that eyes on you. But yeah, for the common person that's out there and going along, it's great. Yeah, I, I agree. And and I know I fell in this sad category for years and that was going to the range and trying to figure it out myself. Right. And all you're doing is just ingrading all those bad habits and muscle memories into your golf swing. So in fact, you're getting farther off because yeah, you're just reinforcing all the bad stuff yeah. rather than, than changing it and then working on, on new stuff that is good. So these certainly will help in that physical aspect with your golf swing. And now The one in this category that you've put is the top works more on the psychological aspect of golf improvement. So can you tell us about this one? Yeah, and this is an app I think probably most of your listeners might be familiar with even, and it's called Imagine Golf. Imagine Golf is a great app. It's for the mental game. And basically the, the general idea is they took 100 golf books that they started with and they just make bite sizable things out of a book. So they would take 
For instance, golf is not a game of perfect. It's a book most people have heard of, most people have read. And they basically made it into a bite-sized three-minute component that you listen to. That was more when they started. They were just doing that. Now they have a series with Gary Player that they're doing things with. There's a lot of different mental approaches to it. And it's bite-sized. It's quick. It's really easy to deal with. Nice. So there's the top three in teaching and game improvement. Now, you do have one other here that is, you want to call it an honorable mention, I believe, in this category also, which is with the psychological, mental aspect of the game, and that's Mind Track Golf. You had a look at that one too? Yeah, and Mind Track, kind of the same thing, slightly different than Imagine Golf, but it's kind of the same idea. It's more feedback about how you actually did, though, right? So after you get done with the round, how were you feeling while you were playing? Good, bad, indifferent? Did you go through high points? And it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever walked into a a restroom at an airport or security, and after you come through, it has the happy faces on it. It was like, how did you feel about your experience? Tap a button. It kind of has that sort of a feel to it. But it's a way of actually making you look at your game and realizing what was good and what was bad and where you might want to focus on it. Gotcha, gotcha. And MindTrack Golf, the founder and CEO of that app is Richard Zokel, known as Disco Dick on the tour in the 1990s. He strapped on a, a Sony Walkman as he told his story on the Mod Golf podcast, needing that mindfulness for him to focus. He loves that nickname. He says, yeah, I've got no problem that's sticking with me. So he certainly has the experience to understand the power of focus and mindfulness and uh, not getting too high and not getting too low during your golf round as you yeah. go. Okay. So there we are for, uh, for teaching and game improvement. Let's move on. So the second category you have, you've called shot tracking. So why don't you tell us about the three you have in that category? Yeah. So shot tracking, there's a lot of apps out there that like the golf AI where you can hit a shot and it'll kind of show you where your ball went. But I actually expanded it out a little bit and took a deeper dive into the apps of what they actually do and found some interesting things. So the first one is uh, V1 Golf. V1 Golf is a big app. They have a GPS, they have a shot track, and they have a lot of different things that they do. But the reason I put it in this category is they have a feature. I turned the app on when I played Tori a few weeks ago, and I put the phone in my pocket and left it running all day long. And at the end of the day, it had where all my shots had taken place for the day. So I don't know how they do it. If they knew the phone was in my front pocket and I linger in a spot for too long. It, so it showed me on the map where I had actually walked to and I had stopped and then I had done all this stuff. The only kind of downside to it is I had to go in later on and correct it a few times because it, it makes some mistakes. If I got too close to a T, it thought I was on the other hole because, you know, sometimes I hit in the other fairway. <laughs> and, and then you kind of have to tweak it a little bit. But for the most part, it worked fairly well. And I, I was pretty excited about it. And, and when I say shot tracking, I'm talking about this is something I could use to say, like, did I have 25 chips today versus my average 15 or whatever it is, right? So a lot of your golfers out there, just kind of your everyday golfers that are starting to take it more serious. If you start tracking your stats, how many putts do you have in a round? How many chips do you have in a round? Then you can actually look for an area to improve quickly and it can make a difference to your overall score. If you're barely breaking 100 and you want to break 90, something like knowing how many putts you have is very important. Knowing how many chips you have is very important. You can knock those numbers down fairly fast and get to a better number. Nice. So interesting. So I'm not familiar with V1 Golf, but I've used something that's similar. We've had them on the podcast before, and that is with Arcos Golf. And most people out there may think of them more as hardware of adding with their sensors. 
becoming that kind of internet of things for golf, adding that to your golf club. So you're able to shot track there. One of the things I like with this, that it sounds like V1 Golf is doing also, that actually I know which club that actually is. Not only how far it goes, how many chips I'm taking, all of that with the shots, but then it's able to assess how far I'm driving the ball, what the average is, what club I should use. And then what after the data set of playing at least 10 rounds, which I've done over 150 rounds with it now, it will then unlock what's called Arcos Caddy. And then it makes suggestions based on pulling in the data of what the course, so as far as terrain, whether the elevation change for the next shot or to the green, what that is, the temperature and the wind pulling in that data. And then rather than my ego is saying, oh, no, no, that's that's an eight iron. It's like, right. no, it's not. That's the best eight iron you've ever hit in your life there, pal. No, that's, that's actually a six iron or a seven iron and sticking with that. So I love there's different apps out there, lots of space in this. So between what Arcos is doing with their app that connects with the sensors and with V1 Golf, I I love that also. Okay, so let's move on. So what's the second one you have in the shock tracking category here, Jeremy? Second one is the Top Tracer app. And of course, everybody knows about Top Golf. You can go to the facility and they have the bar and the restaurant and everything. But what's starting to happen a lot now is they also have this top tracer technology. They've used it on the PGA Tour. When you watch the tour on TV, you'll hear them say top tracer technology. They have driving ranges. Look one up. They're probably near you somewhere. And they're worth the extra drive to go to. And it's a top tracer range. And you just get the app, the top tracer app. So while you're at the range, it's kind of the same experience as Top Golf, except for it's not all the bells and whistles. It's just a monitor, shows you exactly where your ball's going, distance. If you hit it fat, it won't go as far, you know, all that. And the nice thing about the app is you scan a QR code on the monitor, and then you have this app, and all the shots will be in there, shot by shot. So while you're hitting, let's say you hit a nine iron, I don't know, 130 yards, but you pop a few 145, right? Well, then you can look at that shot later on, you can go through your nine irons and go, wait, I hit one of them really good. Oh, the launch angle was a little different. It'll show you some different stuff and that'll give you some insights into your game as far as like possibly what could be as far as how good you could hit a shot. And then you could either get an instructor or use one of these other apps to actually figure out how you could hit it that far. Got it. Got it. So th- those are really interesting. I'm not familiar with Top Tracer with the app here. What have we used that? I have been to some facilities. Of course, I've been to lots of Top Golfs and I've done some work with them in the past. And I've been to some facilities, driving ranges that have Top Golf range, which yes. is their, I wouldn't even say a white labeled product because it actually it says right there that it is Top Golf range that you can go there. So you don't have the targets, but they still have the gamified nature of it on the screens there. So I wanted to ask you this with Top Tracer, when you're looking at the app is it just the stats is as a game improvement or shot tracking getting those stats like you would with a track man or do they actually have virtual targets set out there that you can then have they gamified that so you can play some games like as if you're at a top golf do they actually have that component yeah they have they have them what they basically do is take the range i go to del mar and so in del mar there's they have some circle nets you can hit into so those are actually on the screen when you're at the facility. It's not in the app, but it's in the it's on the screen. You can put which one you're hitting towards. You can play the approach shot challenge, which is like Pebble Beach. There's a long drive competition, which here's a fun one. If you do the long drive competition, they have a leaderboard. It's on the app. So you can like score up on the leaderboard in the app. So if you want to brag about it, you hit one 330 yards and you go, oh, I was number two at the Del Mar range for this month. Maybe you could even play against your buddies if they're in different locations to see who can score up the highest. But yeah, they have all the games there. There we go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So what's your top pick here for the shot? Well, we have one more in this category, Colin, and that's Golf Logics. 
And yep. Golf Logics, it does a lot of things, but one of the main things that I want to highlight is this green reading book technology that they have. They have green books in there, and I think it's about 50 bucks a year to sign up for it. You could have the green book, right? But the other thing that it does, interestingly, is it'll tell you which way the putt breaks. So if you mm-hmm. on the little map, if you put where the pin is, where your ball is, it'll actually show you. So it virtually reads the green book for you. Nice, nice. And we've had Golf Logics on the show, gosh, a couple of years ago, and I believe they've really progressed with the technology and what they've been doing. Have you had a chance to play around with the app with Golf Logics? I have not, so I'm curious to know. Not, with, the, not with that putting feature, but I have used it for the green books in the past. Green books are just kind of one of those things that takes you a few times to pick it up so you can read them a little quicker. Otherwise, it's a little information overload at first. Right. So from what you understand then, if we were playing a golf course that had the, they have to go out and they have to laser shoot those greens, from my yeah. understanding of what they have to do there. So they get that data set. And let's say you're playing, well, you were just playing at Tory. Let's yeah. think that Golf Logics has Tory as one of the courses. So now you're on the first green, you've got a 35 foot putt for birdie, and you're looking at this. If you had the app, what would that experience, from what you can understand, as far as that user experience, that player experience, what would that be? So quickly, you're yeah. pulling out your phone. So yeah. what would you actually get there? You would essentially tap on the green where the hole is, and then I would tap where my ball is. It would tell me, hey, that thing is, this 35 putt is downhill 12 inches, and it's going to break three feet to the right. And it'll give there you, you a, go. And it actually will draw a line on the green as far as where it's, it's going to go. Very cool. Very cool. Wow. I know, obviously, not for tournament play, no. <laughs> but for recreational golfers, for all of us here, we, uh, we can certainly use more help. Uh, and the key is to make that friction less experience. You don't want to be spending too much time because the last thing you want to do is be irritating your three buddies on a green if you're taking way too much time because we're trying to speed the game up rather than slow it down. So it sounds like you're able to get that information in real time, take a quick look, and boom, away you go. Absolutely. Very nice. All right. So why don't you recap there again, the three of them that we had in the shot tracking category. Yeah, so V1 Golf, the one where it tracks your shots around the course. Top Tracer, obviously, you need a range and a Top Tracer Bay. And then Golf Logics for the reading of the greens. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So the last category you have here, which is a little bit of crystal ball gazing because we're looking at the future because this whole area really is in its infancy here. And that is the metaverse and VR fueled apps. So tell us about what you've discovered there. Yeah. And VR is virtual reality. Metaverse is kind of a buzzword a lot of people are using these days. So you hear it everywhere and people say, well, what is it? Well, it turns out it's uh, if you have smaller kids, maybe they play a game called Roblox. If you're got teenager boys, they probably play a game called Fortnite. And one of the metaverses is something called the Sandbox which is just a virtual reality world. And so there's a lot of companies, corporations, especially sports leagues that want to get involved in this as far as having virtual concerts, virtual events, and anything that is really going to drive the younger online people that are growing up with this as they become adults, they see it getting bigger, this metaverse and expanding. And so here we are. Thanks for a Metaverse 101 there, because yeah. we could talk about that on a whole show. And may I mentioned earlier, in a couple of weeks' time, I am going to be speaking to someone that we've had on the show before who really is a thought leader in this space. So, so yeah, we're going to expand on that conversation, but that was a kind of a good primer for the Metaverse and where it's going and how it can impact sports. But specifically, we're going to talk about golf here. So why don't you tell us you've got three in this category. So yeah, why don't you uh, start it off and tell us what you found? All right. Well, the first app is Golf Shot. Golf Shot's another app that has GPS and a lot of other things. But the reason I threw it into this VR metaverse category is if I were to point my camera at the golf hole, it would actually show me 
on the screen how far it is to the bunker, how far it is to right. the front of the green, to the flag. And so it gives me this kind of view. It feels like a virtual reality view, even though I'm in the real world. It's similar to kind of how Google did it with the glasses before. So it's just another way of measuring, I guess you would say. And then the second, it's Golf Plus. And what Golf Plus is, is basically there's golf courses in the metaverse now. So for some older people like me that think of the Nintendo Wii, do you remember the Wii, Colin, that thing you absolutely do the boxing and all that? Oh, yeah. And they have a golf game, actually. It's essentially yep. that. You have a VR headset on and you can stand there in your living room and hit shots and play these courses. And I think you had somebody from the Golf Plus on. Did you have them on the podcast before? No, I have not with Golf Plus. Uh, I believe the other one in the category you're talking about, I did, but not Golf Plus. So I'm just learning about that one now. Okay, well, then let's get to the next one, which is Pro Putt. And that's basically a VR putting game. Oh, I forgot to mention in the metaverse, you can go to Top Golf. And while you're at Top Golf, you can play with the virtual headset and the virtual swing at Top Golf. So you can play all the Top Golf games. And then another one you can do is Pro Putt, which is a putting game. And there's all different sorts of games you can play in courses. And some of them are, are more like mini golf. And some of them are actually golf courses where you're putting on them. Interesting. What I've learned so far with this metaverse, with this alternate reality, if you will, and a lot of companies, a lot of people are still working out, well, how do we monetize that and how do we increase engagement with that? So there's all kinds of other aspects to this. If people aren't familiar yet with NFTs and even how cryptocurrency ties into all that and even the blockchain, I know we're kind of throwing a lot out there. It's like you talk for an hour on each one of those things, but how do you see that as far as that level of engagement, which also could tie sport betting, whether you're betting on yourself or you're betting on esports athletes so that are competing. How does that all come together in your mind? Can you, is there a simple way to bring that together of where you see the potential in some of the interesting areas there that excite you? Yeah. If you have people that are showing up to play a VR golf game, a VR putt-putt game, and they kind of get into it, this has to translate into the real world at some point in time, right? So you're exposing people to the game. Maybe you're just exposing them to top golf in a VR land, but they see one down the street. So they actually go to it. And then when they go to it, they might hit some balls and get into it. Or somebody at their birthday party might get into it. So that's one of the ways. The other way is they can do exclusive events. That could be two esports players playing a virtual round against each other or something like that. They could unlock extra content. So maybe if you have a ticket to a PGA event, you go to the Masters and they give you a ticket with a QR code on it, which is essentially an NFT. You scan it and then maybe you get some sort of experience inside of the metaverse or of some extra experience. And I don't know what those experiences are. I, like you said, a lot of people are trying to figure those out, but kind of the sky's the limit. Maybe you could get a, a virtual attempt to a rock concert because you went to a live event and your ticket is good for something else. Got it. Got it. In golf, I think this is really exciting. I remember talking a couple of years ago to someone, we were talking about VR, mixed reality, augmented reality before the metaverse and NFTs were a thing. And I put it out there. Well, wouldn't it be interesting if if, let's say the final round of the Masters as experienced that as a fan rather than just watching it on TV that you're able to have this experience as if you're walking down the fairway with the final group those final nine holes and That's experiencing awesome. that and then taking it to the next level we're talking about real time betting rather than for the entire round or even the entire tournament one shot and over under for Bryson is he going to hit it over 310 yards on this drive yes no and you've got whatever 10 yeah. seconds to place that bet before he actually hits the ball and the bets are in so there's all kinds 
kinds of interesting things for fan engagement was delighters and rewards that's tied in once again to nfts as far as unlocking other things for you maybe you get a limited bryson virtually signed piece of memorabilia whatever that is there's only 10 of them out there in the world there's value to that right yeah and like you said with the gambling aspect a guy like bryson could create an nft and then he could have people live play some sort of game while he's playing along that has nothing to affect his round for the day and somebody could win a prize they could win an nft for that day based on who bet the best i guess interesting interesting well we could keep going for a while here but i've got a feeling now we're gonna have the app man back yeah. on the show this probably got to be a yearly thing now jeremy because i think things are moving so fast that it'd be very interesting to have this conversation on a regular basis to figure what's new Maybe looking back, well, maybe that didn't do quite as well. And this other one has come about fast moving, dynamic, compelling space. So, hey, any final parting comments, anything else you've seen out there you want to add before you and I jump on a Zoom call? Because we're going to jump over to our Mod Golf YouTube channel and have another conversation there. So, hey, all the listeners out there, we do encourage you to come check that out and to become viewers over there. We'll include that link, of course, for that conversation and that video in the show notes here. So, hey, before we go, Jeremy, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Golf BPM here today. Well, I didn't put that on the T as I said I was going to. And yeah, because this is part of why you're able to figure out what's working and what's not. Not only your background as an app developer with IBM, but what you're doing with Golf BPM. So tell us what's going on with Golf BPM. Well, Golf BPM is, I always say golf music and everybody says, what does that even mean? And it's music that me and my business partner, Doug Timmons created, who's a PGA professional teaching pro. And it's music that you time your swing to for perfect rhythm, tempo, and timing. When we talk about tempo, how do you teach it? Nobody knows how. You can teach all the elements, but how do you have a smooth swing? And what Doug came up with was some music, and you literally time your swing to music. And we have it for putting, for chipping, for drives. The tempos are a little different from like a driver. It's a three-to-one tempo. Putting's a two-to-one tempo. So we have all these songs, stations. We have rock, country, classical, hip-hop, EDM for the kids. It's, it's great. <laughs> love it. Love it. So is Golf PPM in market now or where are you right now with the Yeah, app? We, we've been in the app store for two years. So we're in Apple and Android. So just go to the app stores and search for Golf BPM. You can find us. You can install it. You don't even have to click anything for a free trial. You just sign up and you'll get into all the stations and you'll be able to hear the songs, the different speeds. And if you want to uh, hear all the songs, then you have to pay. We're a paid service. But if you just want to get in there and try it, it's absolutely free. There you go. And as I always do, I will include the link to Golf BPM in the show notes for this episode and also in Jeremy's bio page too. I will include that. So hey, if you want to check out Golf BPM, please do. I haven't done it yet. So I'm going to do that also because I really know that I need to improve on my tempo. I had a friend that called it. It's kind of corny, but he said, goes, yeah, it's rhythm and tempo. He looked at me, goes, you have really bad rempo. 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 So I said, what's that? I said, you know, both your rhythm and your tempo are terrible. I said, aren't those the same thing? He goes, maybe they are, but they're still both bad. So there you go. I need to work on my rempo. So I'll have a look at Golf BPM and improve my rempo. There you go. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, hey, Jeremy Carolahan, the app man. Thanks so much for joining me today. This, I love this. This has been a great conversation. I've learned a ton. It's nice to have an expert talking about this rather than me trying to make it up as I go along. So thanks for providing your insights today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Colin. I appreciate it uh, that you have me on the show. Thanks. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.